Good morning, it's Friday, November 3rd, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, the South Line Transmission Project has secured a coveted capacity contract award through a Department of Energy program. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that Total Wreck is a ghost town in Pima County? Silver discoveries in 1879 led to a boom, with the area producing about $5 million in silver by 1884. The town was named Total Wreck by its owner, John Dillon, either due to the chaotic appearance of the mine site or an exclamation he made about a challenging search for minerals. By the mid-1880s, the town had nearly 300 residents and a number of thriving businesses. One legend tells of E.B. Salsig, a resident who survived a gunshot due to the bullet being stopped by a bundle of love letters in his pocket. As the story goes, he took it as a sign and married the woman who wrote them. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash bensonhospital. Now our feature story. Let's set the scene at the Apache Generating Plant, where big news unfolded this past Monday. U.S. Secretary of Energy Jennifer M. Granholm, alongside Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs and U.S. Representative Juan Siscomani, made a groundbreaking announcement. The South Line Transmission Project has secured a coveted capacity contract award through a Department of Energy program. This is no small feat. South Line is one of just three projects nationwide to earn this distinction. The project is part of a massive $1.3 billion initiative, adding a hefty 3.5 gigawatts to the U.S. grid capacity. To put that into perspective, that's enough to keep the lights on in about 3 million homes. Secretary Granholm highlighted the dual benefits of this historic move, easing financial burdens for American families and sparking a surge in high-quality jobs. In the face of climate change and its extreme weather events, such an upgrade is a beacon of resilience for communities across the country. Now, the nitty-gritty of the project involves the developers shouldering construction costs while the DOE commits to purchasing a line capacity. When fully completed, Southline will stretch a mighty 278 miles, enhancing connections between El Paso and Tucson. But the immediate focus is on Phase 1, a 175-mile stretch set to break ground in early 2025 and be operational by 2027. This phase alone is expected to create around 900 construction jobs and another 1,500 indirect roles. The project, a dozen years in the making, will see new transmission infrastructure springing up and upgrades to existing lines. It's also bringing a new substation to the Apache Generating Plant. Amidst this, Arizona's economic boom is putting the existing grid to the test, with high-demand companies setting up shop in the region. This initiative promises to match the soaring demand with robust infrastructure. And it's not just about the grid. The project comes with a community benefits plan, ensuring nearly $4 million will flow into local communities through various initiatives, with a strong preference for Arizona-based companies and labor. 
Governor Hobbs lauds this as a significant investment for the state, and Representative Siskamani, showing bipartisan support, is pleased to see the federal government prioritize such a vital role for Cochise County. To wrap up, the South Line Transmission Project stands distinct from the Sun Zia Transmission Project, despite both impacting Arizona's energy landscape. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Kylie Young with Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista. We know the holidays can be a stressful time for those caring for aging loved ones. It's why we have a free resource page on our website with valuable information and support for caregivers. There are blogs, guides, webinars, and more touching on topics that range from memory loss to fall prevention to mental health and much more. Courtesy of Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, it's available at prestigecanhelp.com. That's prestigecanhelp.com. Next, the City of Phoenix will complete the final steps of a plan to meet a court-ordered deadline to address the zone, the area around the Human Services Campus, after a Superior Court judge imposed a November 4th deadline to complete, quote, the removal of all tents and other makeshift structures. Tabitha Bland of Cronkite News has more in the story. This morning, there were still lots of tents and belongings, but the city of Phoenix projects that they will meet the deadline. After months of effort, the zone has been reduced to just one block that is being cleared today. They estimate that there are only about 70 people to relocate. Uh, my friend is my friend's back here and I'm concerned for him because I don't know where he, they're going to go or, or what's going to happen with him. Deborah Kastner is adapting to life after being relocated during an earlier cleanup of the zone. Uh, but I, I am in the same boat as they are, just not here. The homeless encampment once stretching 15 blocks is now reduced to only one. The city is tackling that final block today. We plan on, we have enough resources for to offer everybody today and that, that first step of getting them off the street. And then right then it'll be up to us to help maintain and engage people as uh, people try to re-inhabit. But most people have been adhering to the signs up that we can't camp in this area anymore. All tents, structures, and trash must be removed by the court-imposed deadline in three days. Time is ticking. This is the last watch we, we have. It's always a guesstimate because there's a lot of inflow of people, but we were working with roughly 70 people this morning. Regulating the cleanup is difficult, which is why city workers have gathered a list of names of those who have been living in this area. But people being relocated are frustrated by this tactic. The only thing that's separating where I'm standing now and all of the property on the other side of this tape is a list. If your name is not on the list, you cannot enter. I want to assist my friend in moving, but he, I got stopped at the gate. Compliance is crucial to finish the cleanup and maintain the work that is being done. As of now, the city is working with nonprofit partners and will tackle future encampments as they pop up. The work of, of ending homelessness isn't even close to being, being done, uh, but our goal is to meet each individual where they're at and try to get them onto that next step in their life. The city of Phoenix projects that the cleanup will be completed by the November 4th deadline. According to Scott Hall, a safe outdoor space is now open and people can be placed there as needed. Next week, the X-Wing shipping container homes will be completed and they can serve as another option for placements. In the newsroom, Tabitha Bland, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. 
Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. This Sunday, head over to AZ Hops and Wines in Sonoida for a little vino and vinyasa. Join for yoga in the morning, followed by a breakfast cocktail and camaraderie. You're welcome to stay, hang out, and enjoy the day. The yoga practice is designed to be flexible for both beginners and for experts. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Helen Menson. Helen was born and raised in Cleveland. She met her husband on a date arranged by their parents. They married shortly after and had 53 years together. Ohio was home for them for many years before moving to Mississippi and finally to Arizona in 1991. Helen was a strong Slovenian woman who raised three daughters, showing by example her generation's values of a strong work ethic, devotion to God and country, the importance of a good education, and the value of saving for future needs. She was a first-generation American and lived through a lot of history with unflappable courage, fortitude, and optimism. Helen was known by many for her grace, sweet nature, and kind heart. She is survived by her daughters, a sister-in-law, her grandchildren, ten great-grandchildren, and a special granddaughter. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Helen's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyper-local conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.